The Elseworlds Exchange podcast is recorded live on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. Catch a ton of different comic book podcasts on youtube.com slash comic pop and youtube.com slash comic pop returns, including shows like Back Issues, Off the Rack, and of course, The Elseworlds Exchange. If you like what you've heard, give us a good review. And if you want to help us out more directly, you can always go to patreon.com slash comic pop to check out all the rewards we've got going on over there. We're wrapping up Dark Crisis. <laughs> Dark Crisis Infinite Earths is in its final issue. I had a, a great opportunity to read the final issue, I guess, a day before its release. And uh, it really goes out with a bang. How do you guys feel about it? I feel good about it. Like, I'm, I'm really excited now that we're here. You know, it's like, it's been a really wild ride. I feel like this has been a long, long part of my life, like two years of just like figuring out all these pieces. And just so, <laughs> to, so to be here at the ending is very weird. It's very, you know, to go back to like, this all started with Infinite Frontier and building yeah. the pieces for Infinite Frontier through to Justice League Incarnate, all the stuff we were doing in the DCU, all of it, all building uh you know all like even some stuff from future state like a lot of stuff the last two years we're all building to this issue so there is a part of me that is definitely like uh we made it we survived and there's also part of my brain that is like very much looking toward the future and thinking ahead so oh okay uh you know but it's very uh i don't know we made it we survived and daniel didn't (laughs) kill me that's the that's the other key (laughs) yeah yeah i feel great about it too um as it's proud you know I, I feel proud um all the hard work we put in there um it's a feeling like uh you you look at this final issue uh, i just received today the the comps for it and and i was looking and i was like you know when you feel that you will not be able to accomplish something but finally you you do it you know yeah, uh, yeah. the feeling of oh yeah we we we've done this we made it and it's a it's a great feeling actually. Um, yeah, it's been a very rough year, super hard, uh, stressful, a lot of work, but it's been so so yeah. rewarding at the same time. And we we made a crisis a crisis, you know. Uh, as a fans of DC, and we are. Uh, it's like for me at least, it's the 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 best privilege, you know, the like a dream come true. So it's an amazing feeling. Look look uh, back and and see well everything we we've done to get here absolutely yeah, I, the oh good no i was saying when we get the collection and we get you know absolute edition down the line like that's you know like i think that's stuff where it'll be really it's really powerful to just look at it all and yeah i'm yeah i'm really proud of what we did there is a moment you know it's weird because again like you're so in it all the time that it's hard sometimes to appreciate that you're in it like the 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 cool factor you know the fan of it all yes. and it's like oh you know there's only so many people that have gotten to work on like a crisis for dc you know there's only a very small That's handful true. and now uh daniel and i and i think i mean dan you could probably speak to this that like didn't phil jimenez come up to you in san diego or no new york where oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, san san diego. Diego. yeah yeah what did he yeah. say to you Oh well, uh, I I'm still shy about it, you know, yeah, because I I just I just uh, met him at at the hotel um, lobby, and and he was super nice. He came, uh, we we started talking a little bit. I I was uh, shy because uh, I'm he's like my idol, you know, he's a legend, and he told me like, hey, uh, welcome to the Crisis Club. Uh, it's a small little club. But uh, you earn it, and and you are welcome yeah. to it. And I was like, oh wow, yeah, really, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah so made it really beautiful. real for you. Yeah, yeah. 
I, 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 say, talked oh. to, I, I talked to Grant briefly about uh, some of that stuff. And it was the same thing. And we got to talk to Phil a year ago. That was a year ago, dude. Can you believe that? That was yeah, a year yeah, ago yeah. we talked to Phil wow. about what we were doing and and we were we were pitching everything to Phil and stuff. And it's just really uh yeah, what a wild ride, dude. That's yeah, so crazy. Like it was a year ago when we were talking to Phil about this and we were like fill in, fill in all the stuff we were doing. Uh yeah, it's really yeah, what a crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. The the book has been consistently uh excellent looking and feeling like the the tone has maintained the look has maintained like the first issue is so powerful in its uh in its visuals and its uh and, and its its direction uh dan how do you how do you keep that level of momentum going because like the last issue the fourth issue everything looks as good as the first issue like the first issue is just as powerful like you get every every issue gets a big epic moment that you think, man, I guess I've been waiting my whole life to see one of these things, right? Like, how do you how do you maintain that level of like consistency throughout? Um, with um, actually with a lot of hard work and a lot of passion uh, for DC and for what I was doing. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, I was like tired or like, oh, this is too much, but I just read the script and I have to do this amazing new scene, this oh, this oh wow moments uh, mm -hmm. all the time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have to go for it, you know, because um, there's there's just, just one opportunity to work in something like this. And I will then, I will then allow myself to, to not do it the best I can, you know. And um, when when we start the project, um, I I was fearing that my, the future me, you know, like this is a big job, a lot of responsibility. Uh, I will not like in five or ten years to look back at it and say, oh, it looks bad, you know. I, I could yeah. done more. Uh, probably or maybe I don't know. In the future, uh, maybe my art will improve and I will. Uh, work uh, better than in that crisis but I know for sure that when I look at it I will not feel uh, bad because I I will remember that I give I gave everything I had in every page you know so this makes me like peaceful with uh, my own art and, and I don't know I, the first issue was hard because it's the the one who uh, took more time for me because I was insecure. Uh, I was like repeating everything. I really wanted to do something special, but then I get used to to the crisis level stuff, you know. And and I'm happy that I could I could um, keep more or less the same quality, but with more speed uh, as we move forward. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, it's wild that Daniel drew all seven issues. You know, yeah. like that's something. Uh, I mean, yeah, Daniel, I, you know, you should be really proud of the fact that, that we, we've said before, but it's like the fact that we did a really massive event of this size and all seven issues came out seven months in a row. Like we never paused. No delay. We were never late. No delay. Like one through seven. Uh, you know, we had the Justice League 75 come out last year. We had all these one shots, all these moving pieces. But the fact that we had an event where all seven issues came out monthly for those seven issues, all drawn by one artist except for the epilogues like the epilogues in the back half of seven but we knew that going into it we always need yeah. the epilogue we're gonna be drawn by somebody else uh but to like basically have it come together and i remember there were people in the very beginning that told us without naming names that were like you should plan on there being 
a hiccup. Like you should plan for being a hiccup. And I think Daniel was just like, no, like this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. Uh, you know, there was definitely some emotional conversations over the last year, but we mm-hmm. made it because of Daniel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> were, were there any moments that um, you were kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And getting to work with Dan and, and understanding his style and, and, and seeing that he mm-hmm. could deliver, you were like, let's go bigger. Let's do that. Let's 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 go there. I was always more interested in, in telling like an emotional story in the DC. We, we talked a sure. lot where it was like, that was the stuff that I was really uh, all about. Uh, and I knew, so the, one of the earliest things I've seen of Daniel was he did this annual. He did an annual for Justice League where all the heroes, this is like three years ago, I think, maybe almost four years ago. Mm, I think, more, more, right? Yeah, four, yeah. four years, yeah. Was that, yeah, whatever. Yeah, twenty. That was twenty nineteen, right? It was January twenty nineteen. This annual, where it was like a bunch of superheroes went to the Source Wall, and it was written by me. It was written by James and Scott. But that was at a time where like we were all working on all the stuff that we were putting together for the. We were leading in the death metal, um, and I remember looking at that annual and being like, "This dude is it. Like this is this guy is gonna be it." You know, I could tell looking at that annual, and I'm like, "Where, where?" where's this guy been this whole time, you know? Yeah. And so it was like, then watching Daniel's evolution from that, and then you see the stuff he did with Future State Aquaman, and you see stuff he does with action. It was like, oh, I know, I know this guy is capable of so much more than he's doing. Like, I know, like, this guy is going to, like, explode on the page. And so for me, when I was writing, I definitely did occasionally write these big moments because I knew that Daniel would be able to kick ass at it. Like, because it's more than just, like, shoving a bunch of characters into a page. Like, I knew that he could do beautiful stuff. And, we had a lot of talks and then Daniel is also like, you know, a student of like Phil Jimenez, George Perez. And he went and looked at those events and he looked at crisis. And we had a lot of conversations about like, how does this event be our event and do the kind of emotional stuff we want to do about legacy and say something about DC. Cause that was, was different with like, with flash. I was saying something about Barry with Robin. I was saying something about Damien with this. I was going to say something about DC and legacy, right? Like it was going to be a different thing. Right a lot of those early conversations that Daniel and I had were about like, how is this look visually like a crisis, but still it's own, right? So we had a lot of yeah. conversations with that. So that was always the thing that I double checked myself on was that like, how is this a crisis, but still ours? And mm. so that was the stuff with Daniel when it came to every issue, it was like, that was something that was in my head is how is this a crisis, but still ours, you know? And, and that means more than just like, this page is going to have a million panels on a million characters on it. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I knew that Daniel could do that, you know? In fact, there were times where I would be like, Daniel would go further than I thought he was going to, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, he would push harder. He would add more characters, you know? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it was just really, you know, once I knew we were doing that, I knew that Daniel could hit that stuff, which I knew before, but you could see it, the... I think the evolution of it, you can tell across the issues. And that's why issue six, we knew issue six was going to be the one with like crazy big fights nonstop for 24 pages. Like it was going to yeah. be nuts. And then we get to this one, there's still going to be crazy stuff going on, but it was going to come down to, you know, Slade and Nightwing and then Slade and Black Adam. Like we knew, right. like a lot of smaller conversations were going to happen. Because um, I knew Daniel could do both. Right. Yeah. Um, where are we going from here without giving too much away? Uh, there's obviously a lot of setup. There's a great, uh, finale to this that, uh, indicates, uh, the return of a classic character that is beloved and, uh, should be getting a lot more play that 
is going in a wholly new direction, maybe not uh, out of her out of their character, but certainly uh, a bold new direction. Um, what uh, you know, what, what can you tease about what's coming next? Well, Amanda Waller is pissed off. Amanda Waller has been mad for a long time and I think she's had kind of her personal feelings about the heroes and I Mm -hmm. so way back when way back uh, in 2019 we had had this conversation about um, so it's funny there's like two two pieces of this and I told this story before but I left off the second half of it so years Ah. ago we were planning stuff out for like 2020 and beyond you know, and we would have this huge whiteboard full of a timeline of, of DC events. And we were looking at these different, you know, big moments in DC history and, you know, different eras, right? So like what was happening in the post-crisis, what was happening pre-crisis, what was happening, you know, post-Infinite uh, uh, Crisis, you yeah. know, New 52, all of it, right? And one of the things I noticed in that process was like, oh, a lot of um, these heroes have died multiple times. Right. So let's play with that. So that was a big piece of it. It was like these heroes have died multiple times. Let's play with that. And that was part of the death of Justice League and how the characters are gonna react to it. It was a meta-ness of it. Because yeah. I found it fascinating. These characters have died multiple times. And I was like, let's try to talk about that a little bit and have someone like yeah. Nightwing be like, they'll be fine. You know, like let's <laughs> let's play with that idea. But there was this conversation we had back then. And it was about someone like Amanda Waller. That if Amanda Waller realized, like one, if she started realizing the rebirth of it all, the Manhattan yeah. of it all, right? Like, if she started being like... I've been rebooted how many times? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. If Amanda Waller starts realizing, she already feels they're a danger. And I remember being in a meeting one time and just being like, if Amanda Waller realized these characters have beat death, what would she? how would she react to that? Right? Like, if it really clicked for her. And then we were having this summit, and this, again, this is back in 2019, I think. I remember thinking, like, if Amanda Waller realizes that they have done this they've been able to beat death but reality has been rewritten multiple times like you're talking about pre-crisis even right and then i was like if she realized that barry allen had gone back in time selfishly right during flashpoint how would she react to that so it's always this thing about amanda waller if amanda waller starts putting the pieces together of what the heroes have actually done and the things that have happened how would she react? And so even back then, so in the very beginning, it was Amanda Waller playing the role of like the person on the ground reacting. That's what a lot of this story has been. It's about people reacting to things. And so yeah. Amanda Waller finally being like, hold on a minute. <laughs> like <laughs> We have to do something. And I think I was trying to in this last page or in that whole last sequence where she's presenting, I was yeah. actually trying to invoke Jarrell. Because at one point in time, Jarrell went in front of people and he said, there is a problem and our world is going to be destroyed and no one believed him. And that led to the destruction of Krypton. In this moment, Amanda Waller is standing in front of people and she is saying, there is a problem and no one believes her, Mm. right? They're still like, but in this moment, and this is what's important about that scene, in this moment, someone finally believes her. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing with some of that stuff is this idea that people finally are like, wait a minute, maybe the, like, it's like someone finally believed Jerome. Yeah. And that's what this oh. is. So someone finally believed Amanda Waller. That's why in that scene, I actually use, um, I actually went and, and I was reading older books about Jarrell and then I was rereading, rewatching that scene in the first movie, you know, yep. the, the Christopher Reeve movie of Jarrell uh, trying to basically say like, you know, this is a, a problem. 
you know right. so i was trying to to mirror that in this moment of having amanda waller basically play the role jarell and saying there is a problem and we need to do something about it and that's mm-hmm. what's going to be happening with the waller stuff crap okay that's really cool especially given your next yeah. assignment being superman and uh, you would think it was that. all part of a plan I would think, yeah, I think I'm excited. Now, uh, Dan, what part are you playing in this plan, man? What, uh, what's next for you? Oh, he can't say. It's way too early. Oh, you can't say? Yeah, I cannot say. No, <laughs> all sorry. right, all right, wish, all right. But you I start today, right? Cannot. You're starting today? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just yeah. start today my, my new project. It's my first day of work, so a little earlier. That's great. Yeah. Well, we're really excited about it, man. I want to thank you guys for your, uh, your dope book. And uh, for Thank taking you. the time to talk with me today. And yeah. we'll, uh, we'll Thank see you, you so much. Around.